All right, Jean. Are you ready to be counted in? Yes, sir. Ready in Chamesh. Agba, Shalosh, Shtaim. Yeah! Hey, yeah, yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast! With Christina P. Uh, are you pumped? I'm pumped, bros. Because I'm going to be in Miami. I love Miami. I can't wait. That's March 13th and 14th. And then I go to Dallas, Tejas. And then I go to New York City. Shuli Agar is opening for me from the Stern Show. And Dr. Drew's coming to Saturday Night Show. Come and hang out with us. The Saturday Early Show Drew's on, I think, anyway. Okay, and then big announcement. April 7th, I am in London doing Bush Hall. I cannot wait to go overseas and do <laughs> London. Yeah, London calling. And I'm going to go see uh, Bauhaus, which is why we're doing a, a London show. I'm doing Bauhaus in London. Because you know why? I haven't left the country in five years. And it's time. It's time for mom. Have you seen Bauhaus three times this year then? Yep. Three times this year. And then I'm also going to see them in Dallas. I'm seeing them in London. And uh, it's my thing. It's what I'm doing. Following Jesus Bauhaus. Jesus like, Christ. It's like the Grateful Dead, but for dark, depressing music. Good on you. You know what? At least you're doing what you like, Christina. <laughs> I got to do something, man. I got to do something. And Tom's finally home, so let him stay with the kids. Okay. Then I go to Des Moines, Iowa. And then I do the Netflix is a Joke Comedy Festival. I'm headlining my own night May First, here in Los Angeles at the St. Regis Theater. It's a big, beautiful, oh, thank you. It's a big theater. It's part of the Netflix festival. Come see me do a full hour there. And then um, I'm going to Canada, New Westminster, B.C., the House of Comedy, Phoenix, Arizona, Cleveland, Ohio, San Antonio, Texas. Christina P. Online for tickets. Great. I'm also doing a new uh, kind of a Love Line reboot with Dr. Drew, if you haven't seen it yet, and it's been so much fun. And also, I'm going to start talking to you guys. Eventually, I'm going to have the phone lines up and running for this show because I think what a fun thing to do. But in the meantime, send me your voicemails. Send me your videos. The phone number here is 213-375-5184. The email is at at gmail.com. I love hearing your mom fails, your mom hacks, your general concerns, questions, issues, whatever. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You know, we were just talking before we were rolling here. Um, let's back that ass up. First of all, you may be noticing I'm wearing the flyest jacket on the planet. I am. Basically, I'm rebuying all the clothes that I wore when I was four years old because they're back in style now. Um, 1980 was a dope year. It's the year I bought this white jacket with a rainbow on it, and now I just rebought it, and I'm never taking it off because I just got it yesterday. So very exciting. It really does get me pumped to get an item of clothing 
Um, I'm just, I'm basically regressing. The older I get, the less I care about what other people think. And it's so fun. It's so much fun to dress like a complete idiot. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I dropped a Skeetle Bop off at preschool this morning and, um, and I was watching the teachers and how they interact with, with these two children that were arguing and the, uh, she, he's got a great teacher. Shout out to Miss Carol. She, um, she, <laughs> there was some altercation between two four-year-olds and, um, I watched her handle it and she was, she, you know, she got down on eye level and one kid was crying and the other one was upset and. And she was like, well, what happened, Augie? What happened, Brindle? I don't know. I'm just making up. <laughs> Brayden, Caden, Jaden, Mackenzie. What happened, Connor, Cooper, Tyler, Tanner, Skyler, <laughs> Justice? What other wackadoo names? Did I name, like, your kids? Sorry. Anyways, um, and she was so present, and she was really listening. She goes, oh, he took your drawing? well, I, I'm not sure he did that on purpose. And then maybe, like, she was so concerned with the four-year-old's issue. And I thought, like, oh, that's how you do that? Like, that's how you get, <laughs> like, oh, you really care? Because when my kids bring me stuff, I'm like, uh-huh, no, I know he took your car. That's crazy. Anyways, just give him back, dude. Like, I'm such a dick. I don't, I don't listen as intently. And I, I was like, oh, that's what people do? Like, they really pay attention it and every time I notice something someone else does that it like it blows me away I'm always like oh yeah this is why I do comedy like I you know I, I always like to look at other people's lives and and see what's normal and what's not normal <laughs> and we were talking about before we started rolling today how many of us are super messed up right Nadav how messed up are you oh yeah uh pretty messed up so like to the point where it's like my compartmentalism uh is Car compartmentalization yeah compartmentalization is, is top notch same <laughs> i could same. really just separate things so it's like oh this terrible thing is happening but guess what we're gonna laugh now we're yeah. gonna cry later you know we got hey. shit to take care of right smile now cry later Holmes. yeah yeah because i was we we're talking about group therapy which i did it um in high school and I remember it was a wonderful barometer to see just how screwy my household was compared to other kids. Because, like, the other girls would be like, my mom asked me to clean my room today. Meh. And I'd be like, oh, uh, my stepdad got shot at on the freeway because he's a con artist. And our lawn got set on fire last week. No? Nobody else? Nobody? Oh, okay. And I think that part of these podcasts is really me just hearing your stories and realizing that I'm not completely effed up. But I noticed when we were exchanging stories that Chris was very quiet. I mean, he's pretty silent normally. Chris, how effed up are we on a scale of 1 to 10, if you could just answer honestly? You won't get fired. There's no <laughs> negative repercussions compared to what you think is normal. Um, Normal? Uh Definitely above average, that's for sure. <laughs> There's a normal one here, Chris. <laughs> Chris is the healthiest of us, I'm convinced. So so on a scale of 1 to 10, 5 being normal, like how, how abnormal, 10 being the weirdest, what are we on a scale of what you think? Probably put you at a six or seven. Really. Oh wow! Okay. I mean, because there's there's really fucked up people. I mean, yeah. You guys, well, I mean, Tom might be, but you guys aren't so too <laughs> No, we're not. So, and we take care of our children, and we have a functional life. But in yeah, probably in the way we think and stuff, huh? 
What's yeah. the most messed up about us? Just go ahead and tell us. Go ahead, Chris. It's fine. You, it's safe space. Safe space. What's safe the space, thing that Chris. we say that makes you judge yeah. us the most? Yeah. What, where, what blew your mind the most recently? Go ahead. Uh, oh, my God. You can say it. It's okay. I'm not going to fire you. I love you. You know you're doing a great job here. No pressure, the problem. The problem is I've been here a while, so now I'm sort of just inoculated to all the crazy so shit. So it all you know? feels normal to uh, you now? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. See, my theory is correct. Okay, but like, okay, what do you just think of a, what what stands out? What was what was the first one where you're like, whoa? Um, I guess how much you love to throw the R word around—that's for sure. <laughs> By that you mean resting or renovation, relaxing? I don't know what's the R word, Chris. With, um, refarted. Regarded. That's Regarded. An auto, that's well, an autocorrect. Well, <laughs> listen, that's for your mom's house. That's a different show. That is a different show. And I, I do that because I'll tell you why I like to throw around inappropriate words for things because I believe that this obsession with renaming things is A, arbitrary, and B, it doesn't really solve a problem, and C, it's for these SJ dubs to feel good about themselves. And they don't really do anything to help people that are down syndrome. Like the people that are most of the, the, the warriors that stand up and act offended, nine times out of 10, they're not actually doing anything to help the, the very people they're defending. It's a lot of softening of language and hypocrisy. And for instance, we used to call um, PTSD. Now it's PTSD. It used to be called shell shock. Which is pretty great for a name. It's on the nose. It sounds so rad. Shell shock is what happens when you go into war, but now it's a syndrome and it's softened and it takes out the impact of that word. So that's why I don't. I, I use words because they're meaningful. I will and, say that you have definitely yeah. uh, caused my vocabulary to change yeah, since good. I worked with you guys. Good. And I think it's happening to Chris now. Because <laughs> I remember, yeah. I remember, like uh, you know, yeah. I was following the lines of the SJW like new rules, where it's just nope. like, oh, we can't say this anymore, we can't say that anymore. And I remember uh, starting to work with you guys, and then going out with work friends, <laughs> and uh, like they brought one of their roommates, and she was like, "Man, you don't give a shit about anything, huh?" <laughs> I'm like, "That's an alarming thing to hear. Why are you saying that?" She's like, "You are saying the R word so much," and I didn't even know I was doing it. Yeah, that's the fun part too. Is yeah. it? No, no. <laughs> no, but so so that being said. Like obviously we we joke about that stuff in the in a comedy context. That being said, you know there are things that I totally am on board with. For instance, the N bomb. Like let's not say that. Oh, I think, okay. <laughs> I think we're all clear that that's not a good one. You know what I mean? Like there are things that that changes over time in society that you do kind of. But I just think it's funny to to still say the R word because you know they don't they don't listen to the show. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> Moving right along. I got this uh, in the general mailbox. I certainly like this one. Um, hi, Hitler. My name is Barr. I'm not a mommy, but I love your podcast. First of all, my husband and I were at your show in Mom Friend Disco, and you were hilarious. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for everybody who came to San Francisco. It was bananas. It was like all my shows were crazy, sold out, crazy energy. You guys were the best, it, the best. It was fantastic. I really i am still like on the high of that of San Francisco. So thank you. Okay, uh, serious question. 
I recently found out my husband takes off his underwear while getting a massage. And they write in parentheses, at a professional massage parlor. Do normal people get a massage naked? Does the massage therapist... Or does the massage therapist touch your balls? Thank you. And then he, he writes on the personality champ, Hamesh Alba Shalosh Shaim. Oh, <laughs> Which, you're saying that perfect. Thank you. I've been listening to the master. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the real issue here is do you take off your panties while getting a massage? And I will answer that personally. I did not use I didn't used to. And then one day I I, I was with my friend Mary Lynn and uh she's like yeah dude everybody takes their underwear off what are you a nerd and i was like you're right i've been kind of a nerd and a prude about this because a nobody wants to see this mess naked there nobody's looking at this and being like you know what i mean like i'm not the hot option on the table and b it feels so much better when you know i like when they get into your butt bones your butt muscles and if there's underwear there, it's just like you're always thinking about your underwear up your butt and stuff. Uh, but let's take a consensus in the booth. Guys, uh, do we wear underwear? Uh, I thought that was the normal thing. Like you I wear underwear? No. You you take it off. Yeah. Because, I mean, then what's the towel for, right? What's the towel for? Exactly. Yeah, it's covering up a thing that's already covered. No, you know, they need easy access. No, but do they, do they graze your nuts? Uh, I did, like, I, I've never had, like, I'm not a massage guy, and I thought you could just go anywhere. And oh. so uh, there was one time where I did go to a place. I'm like, oh, cool, it's a massage place. And then, like, they kind of grazed the nuts, and it's like, oh, okay, I got to not come back here. That would be, yeah, those, that, I tell you you're talking about, like, the Thai places and stuff that they just take you, like, in five minutes. Yeah, where it's like a Jack Shack <laughs> type deal, and you're just oh, like, gosh. okay, I'm, I'm going to, uh, if I'm going to do this massage thing again, I'm going to go to, like, a Burke Williams or wh yeah. whatever normal people go to. Have you done a Jack Shack before? Well, like I said, I accidentally, I definitely accidentally <laughs> went into one. But did you get the full release? No. 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 I, w I would feel weird about that, too. It's Yeah, it's just like like immediately as soon as you connect the dots of where you're at, you just feel gross. And you're like, <laughs> oh, my God, how often do they change these sheets? Like, what would happen if I took a black light to this? Like, it's just Ugh. you just get lost in a rabbit hole of thoughts. So good. Chris, Chris, the normal one. Do you take <laughs> off your panties? Um, you're talking to the wrong person about massages. I don't I, I don't even know the last time I got a massage, if ever. Oh, we got to treat yeah. you, bro. You got to treat yourself. All right. Well, Zolo, I'm assuming he's too young. Is he into massages yet? Have you gotten a he's massage? He's like 12 bud? years old. No, I've never gotten a massage. Yeah, you're a baby. Yeah, his body still works fine. Yeah, you don't need to get that stuff. All right. So the consensus is, yeah, we both take off our chonies. And um, again, like the older I get, I'm like, all right, you want to look? It's your choice, bro. Good luck. Be my guest. You want to puke? It's on you. <laughs> right? But, but also she did say that like he was going to a legit, legit. place, right? Legit. So then what? Like, uh, then what's the concern? She just she's convinced that it's not normal to take your panties off. Like she had never heard that. Oh. Yeah. She just never heard it, and and neither did I until my friend told me that it was. I mean, normal. I, I I did go one time to a like one of those high end like uh, uh, Chinese or Asian spas or, or whatever it is, but like they give you your own shorts to put on. Oh yeah, yeah, like like one of those places. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, that's fine. Yeah, if they give it to you, wear it. But otherwise, you know, you got to tell. Yeah. If nobody wants to look at your junk. It's fine. You think these people, they don't want to look. These therapists are too busy. Okay, so I brought up Tamiflu, and this person wrote in about um, 
prescription drugs. I have a master's in chemistry and my thesis focused on drug discovery to combat multi-drug resistant fungi. This is because I, I was asking why Tamiflu isn't readily available to the public. Tamiflu being this wonderful remedy when you have a flu, it like kind of uh, deals with the symptoms of it better so you're not feeling like you completely want to die. Now, I don't think it, it doesn't you know, it's a flus or viruses, so it doesn't solve anything, but it certainly makes you feel much better. So anyway, this person writes, my dad works in medicine and is often asked for antibiotics for colds. The reason why some drugs, specifically antibiotics, are prescription only is due to multi-drug resistance. Bacteria and fungi can mutate very quickly compared to humans. Their ability to mutate can allow them to create mechanisms to become resistant to drugs. I'll attach a link to a YouTube video of how quickly drug resistance can develop. Drug resistance can occur when over slash misprescribing drugs or incomplete drug cycles. Someone stops taking their medicine once they start to feel better. Yeah, that's a big one. Take your drugs the whole time. When the doctor says, finish those antibiotics, finish them. Did you find something here, Native? Yeah, this is the link that the that the person uh, sent to us. Mm -hmm. um, and so what this is pretty much, I'm going to play it without music so that like, or without sound so that we don't get knocked for it. Mm -hmm. But you see all these bars over here. So what happens is, is that on the outer bars, uh, there is zero antibiotics there. And then one way in, there's like one dosage. And then uh, the next bar in, both of those bars are now 10 times the dosage and it keeps on increasing tenfold. Maybe. So so what'll happen is you'll start seeing white coming in, mm -hmm. um, which is the bacteria. So you'll mm -hmm. see when it kind of stops and then starts mutating mm -hmm. and becomes resistant to the new like crazy amount of antibiotics. Mm. Okay, so we're all doomed. <laughs> Yeah, is that so, what this is about? Yeah, exactly. So, Dying? So you'll see, okay, so over here there's a zero amount of antibiotics. And right. And then it's one times the dose. And then it's going to go to ten times the dose. I don't understand. I still don't understand. So it's ten times, meaning what? Finish your drugs? Well, no. So what? It, so this is just like, think of this like a Petri dish, right? Right, right. And so they are putting bacteria where the bars say zero. Right. Where there's zero antibacteria. So the drug is acting how it wants to act. Gotcha. So then you go one level in. Like right. each of the bars has one dose of antibiotics. Gotcha. You go the next bar in, it has 10 times the dose. Next right. bar in, 100 times. The next bar in, 1,000 times. So you can see how quickly uh, this bacteria spells. is able to overcome this new like dose of antibiotics. Oh, wow, what's going on? Coronavirus. And also, by the way, that's very interesting. Thank you for figuring this out. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. I'm so, glad I didn't have to watch this horrible video. Oh, you're gonna I, watch it. Oh, please don't. <laughs> yeah. I I can't. I'm over it. I don't want to hear about how we're all so, dying. And, so you see now that one mutated. Oh fuck. And now it's coming through. These are starting to mutate. So it's all just like a progression of mutations that gets it. And I think this happened over a period of like no more than a month. So left to their own devices, bacteria could like uh, uh, using you know act antibiotic resistance. You know, that could evolve pretty quickly, it seems Great. like. Great. Okay. Well, and also someone wrote in about the Tamiflu thing because sudeferin is one of the ingredients, I believe, and that's what people use to make meth. So people, you know, so we can't even sell something that has a tiny bit of sudeferin or whatever that's called, if I'm saying that correctly, I don't know, uh, because lunatics will buy 20 million boxes of it and make crystal meth. Thank you, society. So, uh, I mean, I say... 
just let them make the meth, right? No, I no? don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nadav. What? No, I think they but should. Think of the children, Christina. Think of the, ch- think oh, of the children. Yeah. The they children need- making meth. They won't learn how to make meth. They need the meth. They need children need meth Give to study. Give the meth to the kids. <laughs> Did you ever do meth? No, right? <laughs> no. That's not a thing that you recreationally well, like, well, I think I'll try a bump of meth. I think that your generation is severely lacking because in my generation in the 90s, I'm telling you, it was prevalent to take meth to no. get through the SATs. And to, I swear to God. No, see, but we do cool drugs. Yeah, I like. Shrooms, we do like shrooms. We do acid. stuff that doesn't ruin your life, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> or at least that was my uh, mentality towards drugs growing up. Well, my friends, there was a big thing about getting, doing really well in the SATs and getting good grades to get into college. And there was like a meth epidemic in the 90s. I swear to God. Hold my, on. Did you have a situation where someone's just like, hey, you want to take some meth yes. before we start? St-? Really? Girl, my friends, I had a circle of friends that were doing meth to stay up and study at night to get straight A's to get into college. I promise you this is real. Nerds. Wait, nerds like straight math. up meth or like that that episode of saved by the bell no, where jesse takes caffeine pills? no i'm saying meth like my goth friends i had a friend that went to a pub this public school and he was like a de- de- academic decathlon nerd like he was trying to get into an ivy league school and he was taking crystal meth to stay up and study and do really well i swear and how'd that go he got into brown he did great he's a genius <laughs> He's a millionaire now. He did. Re- Listen, it doesn't always ruin your life if you can get off of it <laughs> in time. I mean, we're not idiots. We all stopped. I didn't do it, but my friends stopped doing it. Then nobody does it anymore. Did it ruin their brain chemistry? Yeah, some of them make bad decisions. But that guy, that guy was still smart. Now, he did mouth kiss his mom and dad goodnight and his little sister, <laughs> which I think is really weird to mouth kiss your sister goodnight mom and dad when you're a little kid i can see but how did, little what's the cutoff oh dude they were teenagers and this guy would mouth kiss his little sister goodnight teenager yeah bro like 13 between 13 yes Ooh. we were like 15 16 and he and then his mom and dad would come and say goodnight to your sister and he'd be like all right and then he'd go into her room mouth kiss mouth kiss he would mouth kiss his dad he was 16 and then mouth kiss the mom the mom would mouth kiss i mean it was so bizarre so freaking bizarre jesus when was the last mouth kiss you gave your parents never point never one time by accident in 1998, my stepdad went to greet me, and we didn't know. Like, you know when you go head-to-head with somebody and you're not sure who's going to put their cheek where? My stepdad turned his cheek, and I accidentally kissed the corner of his mouth. I've been thinking about it ever since. Yeah, that was 98, bro. It really fucks up your day. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time I've gotten it, too. It's been on accident, and then, like, you have a minor freak yeah. out. You're just like, oh, I just mouth-kissed my mom. I could I could drive, you know? <laughs> Chris, did you guys mouth-kiss each other, or are we freaks? Um, I don't – I can't remember. Yeah, that's I feel a yes. Like All right. We definitely yeah. didn't mouth-kiss mouth after, like – I don't know the times that I can remember, like I don't know, like, like ten, eight. Yeah, I because don't know. small children like don't write in to me and tell me I mouth mouthkiss my four year old. Yeah, that's different. That's they're babies. But I mean, like when you're a teenager, 
Don't you're not supposed to be mouth kissing your kids. Yeah, definitely not as a teenager. That no. ever happened. Yeah, you're no. supposed to be hating your parents. Yeah. yeah. I remember <laughs> hating getting kisses from my grandma when I was a kid. I wasn't about to mouth kiss my mom. You hated your grandma? She would mouth kiss you? No, she wouldn't mouth kiss me, but she would oh. try to kiss me because I'm her grandson. And Ugh. I was like, no, I don't want a grandma. I know. <laughs> no, grandma, no. Is, is just everybody grossed out by their grandma? I think I was too. Like, you're just like, ugh, you're so old and smelly. And you're, um, but my grandma was crazy. She would lose her teeth and then crazy glue them back in. Like she was disgusting. Yeah, she was a real animal. Yeah, she's a real animal. Uh, grandparents are just gross, I think, because they're all dying and their mouths are smelly. Like your granddad's mouth. I never had a granddad, but you know, I hear that their mouths smell really bad. Hmm. Good topics on this show today. <laughs> a true degenerate. Am I? Am I even qualified to be a mother? Okay, here we go. Am I allowed to be a mom and be this person? Okay, here we go. This is an interesting one. Very random. Very random. We saw the footage. Did you? We played the footage, I think, on YMH, or Will, next week, of uh, of Oprah took a nasty spill during one of her uh, talks, which is horrible. I mean, I don't want her to fall down and hurt herself. But um, apropos our Oprah discussion, this person writes in, I am so with you on the BS of self-care for moms when it comes from someone as wealthy as Oprah, right? I remember listening to her decades ago when she was talking to a house cleaning expert who said that sheets should be changed weekly. Oprah was visibly in shock because she thought that everyone changed their sheets every other day. <laughs> she said that's how often she likes hers changed. I knew at that point that I couldn't trust her advice if the tasks were done by her staff. She is amazing and I love her, but I don't take parenting or cleaning advice from her. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, I agree. And I would say that every other day is a bit excessive, no? I mean, unless like, what are she and Stedman doing in those sheets that would require, you know, I don't know. They probably get crazy. Yeah, sure. Come on. Okay. No, I mean, you know. She nasty as hell. Super Oprah. wealthy Oprah. I, I think she's into some crazy shit in the bedroom. <laughs> she is not. Yeah. She's into Gail. I think, That's what she's into. I think she's into leashes. I yeah, think she, I think she's crazier than Tommy Lee. That's what I think. I, you're out of your mind. I think, I think uh, you know, like the stuff no. that she's grown accustomed to, you know. There's think, no one checking her saying that, hey, this is weird. So she just... Free reign and probably has like the craziest sex with Stedman of all time. I think. No, no. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I think she's asexual. She's asexual. I don't think she has a sex drive. I'm telling you, I, I don't. I, get, I don't get any sex vibes off of her. I don't know. I think she's able to hide it. She's able. I to, think she's able to keep it secret. You know what I think? I think you want to have sex with Oprah. Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm gonna be made in the shade. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I want to be Stedman. They're just going to call me Itzkowitz. Wait, is that his first name Itzkowitz. or his last name? <laughs> Stedman is his, I think his last name. Wait, what is Stedman? Is it Stedman Stedman? Let's look up Stedman. Stedman? What's Stedman's what first name? What is Stedman's name? first name? This is so, I know that he's a very successful businessman. So I know that they're kind of, they're equals in that regard. Um, Ralph Stedman? Steve Stedman? No, Ralph Stedman's an, uh, Hunter S. Thompson's artist. Oh, I, I certainly didn't know that. Stedman, Arthur Stedman, Burt Stedman. Look up Stedman Oprah. That's so funny. I don't think they have sex anymore. They're not married, which is weird. They've been together for a million years. Stedman. Stedman Graham. Oh, so his last name is Graham. First name Stedman. First name Stedman, last name Graham. 
Interesting. Now, Oprah has those big titties. Like, I have big titties, but Oprah's got Oprah's Fuck yeah, Christina. That looks like titties. a dream. I would so be <laughs> Oprah's husband. Think twice. Think what do you mean? It. I've already think- thought. I don't, I don't even need to think once. Use your head, Nadav. I think I'm using it fine. No. Yeah. Think about, but think no, about. No, Christina, you got to follow the money. Think of- <laughs> <laughs> But think about your life, okay? First of all. I'm going to really like my life, Janie. Janie, you're going to have to listen to Oprah talk her weird self-help guru talk. Right. And I'm going to be like, oh, you're so smart, babe. <laughs> okay. Oh, look, it says that Stedman's doing a podcast. I'm going to listen to his podcast. What if he's like, I'm always living in her shadow. That's the opening theme. (laughs) Do I have my own identity? No. Whatever. Listen, listen. She I know that she has somebody who counts her trees on her property, which is nuts counts her trees Uh uh-huh she she i'll tell you a little well i can't tell a story because it came through a friend of a friend of a comedian but i have a friend that's a friend of someone that's friends with oprah blah 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 and she's got someone that counts trees which is absolutely nuts she's got a she's got a property in maui that is like bonkers and i'll I'll get into it i'll get in trouble so so wait hold on uh back on this uh bed sheet switching yeah i don't do that once a week may because i mean you're talking to like a control room full of dudes like i know in college (laughs) i thought changing it twice a year was a lot i'm gonna throw up yeah yeah yeah. throw yeah it ain't good up it's not good you know but i changed that uh did you have ladies in your bed yeah oh stop it and they they, smell goes away after a couple days i'm gonna throw up (laughs) No, you guys are all disgusting. I'm sure Zolo, how often he's in college now? There's no way he changes. His yeah, Zolo, how often yeah. do you change? I think Nadav was right on the money. Oh. <laughs> Twice a year, maybe. Zolo, you've got a girlfriend. You should know better. Do it more. Yeah, I mean, she's usually the cause for the changing. She's like, oh, this really smells. Like, fine, I'll change him. I'm going to throw up. Okay, guys. Great. Enough. Thank you. I'm going to puke. You guys are disgusting. Let's do some uh let's do some what would Christina Pease do? I, I, I do change oh, do it have... more frequently now. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Let's do some let's do some voicemails of what would Christina P do. Nobody wants to know how disgusting you are. You got are. mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P do? Okay. Let's do voicemail. It's been so long. Oh yeah. Okay. So this is this is actually stuff that's been prepped okay. for a minute. Okay. Hey, Jeans, it's Valerie from New York. Sounds sad. I had a question about husbands and how often and how long they brown. Mm. My man likes to brown Mm. in the morning for an hour. No. And then in the evening for an hour. No. And I don't know if it's normal. It's not. We do pretty well. We're happy. He gets weekly BJs. We love each other. So I know he's not trying to avoid me. Mm. But anyway, thanks, Jamal. Well, let me tell you a little story. Did she mention if they had children? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, but she did say they were happy. Okay, well, let me tell you a little story. You're going to love this. I have a friend whose husband was going to the doctor complaining of nerve damage to his left leg. Now, this guy was very athletic, very in good shape, okay? He's not like overweight or there was no weird injury. Just one day, his left leg started really, really bothering him. 
So he goes to the doctor. The doctor says, oh, you've got this nerve thing. We're going to put a cast on it. You have to relieve the pressure. You can't exercise. You can't do it. I mean, basically, this guy who was very active is now immobile. And it's just, it's such a bummer. Well, well, they've been trying to solve the problem. They can't figure it out. They can't figure it out. And finally, the doctor says, well, what are you, are you sitting down for a long time? The guy says, I mean, yeah, I, I sit on the toilet and I watch my videos and the wife goes, no, 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 boo-boo. You sit on the toilet for like an hour in the morning and like an hour at night. What are you doing? I've got the kids. I need your help. And you're in there watching your goddamn videos. Turns out sitting on the toilet, watching videos and avoiding the wife and the kids is what was leading to this guy's nerve damage in his leg. And he admitted to it eventually. He said, you know what? Oh, God. He goes... He goes, yeah, you're, you, you, you know, you're right. I do. I sit there and I, it's like me time. I sit there and I watch my vids and I, I'm avoiding you and the kids. Like basically he admitted to it and she was like, yeah, I'm not going to put up with this crap anymore. You can't just disappear. Now I know this isn't a lot of married people do this as a tactic to get away. Myself included. I mean, how many times have I dipped out uh, claiming I got to take a dump when really I'm just trying to catch up on my talks or Instagram or just to get a moment away from screaming children. So if you have kids, this might be a, a tactic of this guy getting away now. Or if it's just the two of you, maybe he is totally happy with you. Don't get me wrong. Um, but couples do need separate alone time. You it's very healthy. You know, I have this bit. I talk about how your spouse is not your best friend. Why? Because it's too much pressure to put on one person to be your, you know, baby daddy, your best friend, your coworker. In my case, anyways, Tom and I are coworkers. We're co-parents. We're married. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, you know, Tommy's got his own space, his own little office, and he bears down in there. And I and I know that he needs his alone time. I need my alone time. Everybody needs alone time. So maybe this guy, as much as he adores you, might need to just get away and sit and watch some videos and space out. And he's using the toilet as a way to do that. Thoughts, gentlemen? Anybody? Uh, I mean, I think you're spot on. Yeah. And I think the way to, to fix this is kind of saying what you just said is like that, you know, you recognize that this person needs alone time. So instead of damaging your nerves in the bathroom, <laughs> you now get allotted, you know, from, from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Whatever you Go bear need. down in the cave or something. Yeah, go to your room. And I think, too, it's so important, if you can do it in your home, is have a space for everybody. Because as a married couple, it's tricky because you guys share a bedroom. And I found it so beneficial to just have my own, like, quote, office space. Like, even if it's just a desk in a corner somewhere where I can kind of organize my books, my thoughts, my my post-it notes in an area, just a small area uh, that is just yours. It's really, really, really important, at least I think. There you go. Okay, what else you got? You got another V-mail? Hello, Christina. Uh, I'm not a mom, but I am a new husband. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, me and my wife just got married, and uh, I waited till we were married before we started having sex. Uh, and uh, my wife keeps telling me that my penis is too big and it hurts all the time afterwards. Same and it problem. kind of made me kind of reluctant and have sex with her as much. I was mm. just wondering if some of that goes away over time or... 
I don't know. I was just kind of very off-putting to yeah. me. It puts me in a weird situation. Gotcha. I'm wondering how to handle this because it's something I want to be pleasurable, but it just seems to end in pain all the time. Thank Ooh, you. Boy. Bye. I feel like Dr. Drew could feel this one. Let's also save this for Drew because... So uh, I'm thinking how he would answer it. One, it could be a medical problem. Um, because look, the vagina... First of all, if you're both virgins... I don't, I don't know if she is. I'm, I'm guessing you both are. But yeah, even with a regular size penis, sex doesn't feel great until the vagina is stretched a little bit and you guys get used to each other's anatomy. So you may just want to allow, allow for a little more time for her to get used to having intercourse now. But if it hurts all the time, you're not going to want to have it. So you may want to limber up the instrument before you put the hot dog in the hallway, so to speak. So you want to give her time to heat the oven are you doing foreplay are you going down on her are you doing the stuff that you need to do to warm up the engine so you're not just throwing that meat throttle down there and fucking putting a grenade in her vag uh because that's what that feels like you know nobody wants to have john wick three in their cooch every night which is why i tell women don't marry big penises you want to marry an average size penis if you can because in the long run you're doing the deed every night. You don't want it to be a massacre. But, you know, too late for you and her. So, also, you may want to get her checked out for medical stuff. I'm hearing Dr. Drew in my head right now say, she could have endometriosis. She can have ovarian cancer. She can have uterine caca. Whatever it is that he's going to tell you, those big fancy words that I don't understand. Your Dr. Drew voice is real spot on. <laughs> Uh, how does he talk? I like Just he, like that. It could be endometriosis. It could be pulmonary embolism. I like when he goes, that's not what I'm talking about. When he gets high in his register. Oh, that's so crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. This is embarrassment. This is embarrassment. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Um, Yeah, so let's start with the medical stuff. Rule out any of that. Second place could be hormonal. Is she on a birth control pill that's making her vag dry? It's like there's a whole host of issues, but it could just be that your anatomy needs to get mashed together a few more times. Could be the position. Try good old-fashioned missionary when you're dealing with a big peener. Don't get too creative. Don't do doggy until you're really warmed up. Side meat mommy is a good one. When both of you are on your sides, you can kind of get in. You can tell I've had so much experience with huge dongs. I don't know. Ladies, write in. Have you had a huge dong? Let me know how you uh, function uh, with that. But, uh, but yeah, there you go. That's that's what I got for you. Okay, let's see some more. I'll do one more. Um, hold on. Let's see what's a good one. Cutting hair. Friends are ruining my life always. Jesus Christ. No, I don't know. What do you think, Nadav? You see any good ones? I think the the haircut one was, was Let's interesting. Let's do that one. Super cute. Yeah, I hate cutting my children's hair. I love it when my boys have crazy long hair. Okay, let's see. Christina P. and the whole gang. Hi, I love the show. Thank you, as well as YMH. Thank you. Let me tell you. Not only do I regularly, she writes daily. Give BJ's get your what daily BJ's. But I have fondled, not an actual age day, my, my boyfriend while on a ride at Disney. Wow. I might have even attempted a BG on Pirates, but if I recall correctly, I was too shy. 
Oh, there you go. Okay, she writes, my son is two, and I'm having a hard time wanting to cut his hair. He has beautiful, vol voluminous, voluminous, Chris, go ahead, voluminous. Is that how you say that? Voluminous hair, curly hair. Voluminous. <laughs> Thank you. Voluminous curly hair. It's past his shoulder when wet. My boyfriend hates when people automatically assume he's a girl. I suggested we cut it before summer, but I honestly don't want to. I do not know what to do, Mariana. Well, listen, first of all, how dare you gender your child? Has he told you what his gender preference is at two? I think this is child abuse. This very question is child abuse. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, look, it's really, it's really what you guys can tolerate. I started cutting my boy's hair when people do assume it's a girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's literally when I was like, all right, it's time. <laughs> Cause otherwise I do love it long and curly. My boys both have curly hair too when they're little and I love it. It is so effing cute on a little boy. But once people started to misgender Ellis is when I was like, all right, it's time. And then when people were misgendering Julian, I know. Breaks my heart and I save every strand that hits the floor on like every haircut that -uh. first year. I do. I do. -uh. You wouldn't believe it, but I am such a softie. I collect like their nail clippings, their dirty diapers. I jar them and I keep them in the <laughs> basement. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Somebody's doing that right now. If you can conceive it, it is happening Wait, right now. Wait, do you really now. save their hair though? Every strand. For the first year. Okay, so that's not I a do. joke, but everything no. else is? Yeah. No, you don't save Nail clippings? <laughs> no, I don't save Dye dyes? I save their brown, only their brown dye dyes, and <laughs> I keep them in, in mason jars. I like the mason jar like, because it keeps it airtight. <laughs> the pee evaporates, <laughs> but, the, but the brown stays for Well, I keep their first brown. Your mom doesn't have your first brown diaper? <sighs> don't think the so. Mer the mer mer meconium? I think, there, I think there's an envelope full of teeth somewhere, but other than yeah. that. No, I don't keep their browns. I do keep their hair. I will keep their teeth. I keep their first birthday stuff. I keep their first birthday car. I've, I keep everything. I just love my kids. I love them so much. I'm, I got real issues. <laughs> no, nah, I think I think that's it's pretty cute. decent mom stuff. You know, as long as yeah. it doesn't get too carried away. No. Uh, every hair that falls out, you say just for the first year or every hair so far for both kids? No, every hair. Okay, so every haircut. I do, wait, hold on. I do I, haircuts, like the very the very first one, obviously, because that's when they're cutting off like that first curl. It breaks my heart every time. And then I keep the first year's worth of haircuts. I do, I do. I keep them in envelopes. I label whose haircut how much? How much is that? It's not like a lot. How much, hair, how much hair do you have? Mm, like for Ellis, like five little baggies. You just keep, a, you don't keep all the hair. You just keep a lock. I'm sorry, did I not say that? I don't keep You did not. <laughs> No, just the lock, you silly goose. Just like you know, you can be a little economic with it. You can make little hair dolls out of the hair <laughs> and be even cooler. <laughs> hair dolls, and I, yeah, I do. I make hair dolls out of all their hair, and um, no, just the locket. Sorry, I should have specified. <laughs> I did see on the um, where my mom's at board. There's this Facebook group, independent of this podcast. Some women have started. There's a woman that will make pendants out of your breast milk, which is interesting. Um, she'll take your breast milk and put it in like a, a necklace or a bracelet, which I guess, I mean, I, how does it not go Wait. bad and change color? Oh, she keeps know. like the liquid in a small vial or does she dry out the milk and then like shave that into no, something? No, it's actual fluid, I believe. And it looks really cool. It looks like it's, um, 
It looks like oh, like opal, like iridescent. Yeah, like look up breast milk. <clears throat> I wish I had the actual listing. <clears throat> breast milk jewel jewelry. You have to say that correctly. Jewelry. There it is. There it is. Yeah, she does pendants like that. It's like the breast milk. Wait, maybe it is powdered. Maybe she does powder it. I don't know, but it's it's cool. It's cool if you're into it, man. Do it. I know. I get. I miss every little step that they, every stage that they get into. Precious uh, mammaries is what it's called. <laughs> At least it precious. like looks like a looks like a jewel, you know. Wait, it's called precious mammaries breast milk jewelry. Precious mammaries <laughs> instead of precious memories. That's hilarious. Precious mammaries. <laughs> I'll tell you what they do when someone dies. You can get a necklace of their fingerprint, which someone sucked me into that when my mom died. They're like, Do you want a necklace, a pendant? Of the fingerprint? Of the if your mother's fingerprint. I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll give it to my son. Maybe he'll want it one day. Wait, is that like creepy? They yeah. ink the fingerprint or they cut off Yeah, they the cut off the skin and then they No, no, they just take the corpses. I don't know. I've seen a couple episodes of Ripley's Believe It or Not where they you know they they like remove tattoos from people after they've died. No. And then like frame it and stuff. No, they just, I think they took like an imprint of my mom's fingertip when she was dead and then they make a silver mold of it. So it's like you just see the, I don't know, dude. It's so morbid. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of cool, I guess. Not you, really. If you, had, if you had a good relationship with them. Not really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stuff Tom when he's dead. What is that called? taxidermy can you taxidermy people uh, i think you gotta know a guy <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's like a google search away you know you let's might do need it to go can like... you taxidermy a person like i would what would i do with tom i think i would put him in his dad chair in our living room and be like say hi to your dad kids <laughs> google image search let's see if that shows up i would love to taxidermy oh it doesn't look good though uh, it doesn't look good. They look like zombies. Yeah, they don't look good. Look how terrifying that zombie is in front of that little kid. Oh no, but that's the like uh, the human bodies exhibit. I remember that. The show. body worlds. That mm -hmm. was dope. Yeah. So yeah, you Ooh. you could, that's what you could do. You could donate Tom to human body world. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine people like the famous comedian Tom Segura? Here's his body without skin. People are like. Oh. <laughs> What a nightmare this is. Yeah, I guess they don't do it anymore. Or I could put his head on a lion's body. That looks kind of fun. To put your dead husband's head on a taxidermied lion. Hmm. So many options in life. Okay, here's an... I'll do one more. I think these are fun. I'm new to the mom game. My son is almost seven months. And I just discovered your podcast. Great. Thank you for listening. After I after after I was being home, I guess she writes with our son for the past six months. I got a new job, and my husband and I decided to switch roles. He has been staying home with him for almost a month and has been amazing, good. But I have recently made some comments on maybe things I would do differently, and he gets upset with me. He thinks I am just being a crazy mom, which constantly that constantly worries about her child's safety, which is true. For example, he told me. He has the baby sitting on the bed while he's on the computer a few feet away from the bed. A few, hold on, a few feet away from the bed. When I explained that it could only take a second for him to fall off, he got so mad he stopped talking to me. 
Should I just fight my deep cavewoman urge to mother? Any advice would be appreciated. Well, you know, first of all, thanks for rubbing it in that your husband takes care of the kids. I get it. So many progressive dads out there. Jeez, that wasn't one big braggy show, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, well, yeah, I'll tell you what. My husband in general has a way less sense of safety. I think that might be a dad thing. I was once told that mom's job is like we're like the safety patrol and then dad's job is to teach the kids how to be reckless in the world and to have less of a concern for their uh safety i mean that's just oh, man but unfortunately since he's the one who is the primary caregiver not a lot you can say sister you gotta let it let him do it his way um and as long as what he's doing isn't totally totally unsafe now um, I've been caring for both our children and they've accidentally rolled off the bed. So <laughs> it only takes once for that shit to happen. And trust me, he won't be doing that anymore. But what you can do in the meantime is put carpet <laughs> around your bed. You have carpeting. They don't fall as hard as you think. Um, I mean, you can suggest, but he's it's just going to make him irritated, I guess. I don't know. What do you think, bro? I mean, like they're also like uh, babies are also mostly... Like soft parts, right? Like they don't really break as often as full adults. They're right? very bendy and they got, rubbery. Yeah, they got yeah. jellies in their elbows and their knees, you know? So it's like it's like they're meant to get, I mean, not saying bang your kid up, but I think they could take a little here and there. You'd be surprised. You would be surprised, but you don't want to be because right. there's also this horrible thing. I mean, literally, like you turn your back for two seconds and chaos can happen, like it literally i'm telling you my house it's like i turn my back for one second the baby's in the pantry stepping on a step stool pulling down a box of nuts on the floor the other boy has his hand in a light socket like they're just animals and so much shit can happen with your back turned so much shit well i mean like Ugh. yeah like the kids just try and constantly kill themselves like on yeah. accident you know like it's their job like i remember when i was in preschool under complete supervision of everybody, like uh, I was climbing one of those gym equipment things mm -hmm. and then uh, like lost my balance, fell backwards, and then my head just ping-ponged between two bars. Oof. And I like just split my scalp open. But guess what? Yeah. I'm okay. You're here. Yeah, I'm all right. We went, you know, we got stitched up, whatever. I don't remember that it hurt. I know. It sucked more for my mom than for me. I know. And there's not a lot you can't like on the playground – Dude, I knocked out my fucking front tooth. Like, it's an, it's, stuff happens, guys. Anyway, as far as your maternal instinct to overcare, that's just called maternal preoccupation. It's very normal, from what I hear. But, uh, you know what you, what you can do is get a nest cam and spy on him. That's what I do. On the husband or on the kid? On the husband and the kid. <laughs> if you really are paranoid, Oh my God, I would do that. So put in a nest. Wait, yeah. How do you set it up so that if the husband finds out that oh, you're no. not like sabotaging anything? No, no, no. They know. You do it like I do it very openly. Like there's nest cams in the house, guys. I tell, I tell everybody like, dude, I'm going to fucking peek in on you. But you know what you say? Here's what you do. You go, guys, I miss you so much during the day. I just want to peek in and see how you guys are doing. I miss you. And that way it sounds like you're not being a creeper that you just miss your kids. It's a really good lie. Yeah. And then you check in on him. And if you see some stuff that really sets off mom alarm bells, be like, hey, I was just checking out on the mom, the nanny cam or whatever. Get Nest. Nest is the best because it's on your um, 
your phone so you can see it anywhere <laughs> and be like, hey, uh, did uh, are you going to leave the baby on the bed? I would do it. I would do it. And yes, you're going to get into fights, but I don't care. It's your child. So, so you have so you've you already employed this with Tom. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. How, do, how does fucking he, sure? How does he take it when Doesn't, you bring it up? Not well. <laughs> not well. But I don't care because I'm like, it's my kid, and I I would rather take the fight with my husband than have my child hurt. And like, that's just me though. I'm crazy. Like, I'll be like, dude, you're doing that wrong. He's gonna fall. No, he's not. I got it. I'm like, all right, he's gonna fucking fall. But you got it. Like. I just take the fight. I, I pick my fights wisely with my husband and my children. I do not F around. So that is one thing I will speak up for no matter what. But again, uh, you're going to have to pay the piper. Just just complain and pay the piper. I changed my mind completely on the advice I just gave. <laughs> Kiss me outside. How about yeah. it? At first I was like, don't say shit. He's in charge. Now I'm like, no, no, get a camera, spy on him. When he fails, call him out and just take the fight. <laughs> All right, let's do some mom fails. Ooh, a video. Cool. Wait, first, can we play that cool video of that girl? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot to play this at the top. I've been thinking. I saw this a while ago, and I love it. It's so funny. It's become. <laughs> For the people that say, like, I don't like to wear a lot of makeup or, like, that's so much makeup. I could never wear that much. Could you never wear this much or do you just not know how to do it? <laughs> I'll leave that there. Just a question. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. So, I mean, you know, I'm no expert here. Yeah. But is this objectively a lot of makeup? Yeah, it's yeah. too much. It's There's a lot going much. on. I'm seeing outline on the lips. I'm seeing like yeah. a gradient fade on every part of her face. Well, what happened was is the Kardashians started this facial contouring stuff where you take like different colors of tan, basically, and then you blend them to, to accentuate your features or to, to de-accentuate a nose or whatever, a brow, blah, 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 blah. But those women have professional makeup artists who do that for them. And this girl doesn't. Like, she's just doing it. And you can do it if it looks, like, dope. Like, you know? But I think she looks really... I think it's bordering on mental illness. I don't think it looks... Personally, it doesn't look good. You know what my what favorite part about seeing faces like this? <laughs> the, the trauma? The spot oh. that they missed right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's always a spot. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's almost like a Trump side. Like when you see that, like, yeah. his, like oh, missed a spot on missed your scalp there, bud. You know, this, that's kind of what this feels like. It's tough, man. It is tough. She doesn't need it. I feel like she's cute without it. I think she's a pretty girl. I, I don't think she, I wonder what she looks like without it. How long does it take to put on this amount of makeup? Uh, an hour, at least. Jesus. I know. Part, I'm so lazy that I can't. I can't be bothered, but sometimes it looks really dope. Oh, man. You do it like a pro. Like, like a pro. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you like yeah. wait till you come to the to the <laughs> studio and then you just throw it on in like two minutes and like, look how good it looks. Because I camera's nice and far away, guys. I don't do close-ups <laughs> for a reason. But no, like I think a lot of people would look ridiculous. Like that. With this type of makeup, you know? Sometimes less is more. Mm, all times less is more. <laughs> I think it's it is the Kardashian thing. I think it's a little overkill. She looks a little crazy. Yeah, looks a little crazy. You know, it's it's I don't it's so tricky because then there are some women who it actually looks kind of cool on, and you're like, dude, for you, like I've no, I've had friends who, if it's not plastered on, you're like, what's wrong with her? Like it looks better plastered on. I don't know. <sighs> okay, let's do some. 
Hacks. Ooh, high-end fashion makeup. Yeah, that. Oh, I used to do goth makeup, and that took a long time. Google Susie Sue. S-I-O-U-X. S-I-E. So there you go. Susie Sue makeup. There you go. First one. This is how I did my makeup as an adolescent. (laughs) True story. I wanted to look. Oh, that's her. There she is. The dopest bitch on the planet. Susie Sue. And this is how I would do my makeup. And so I can't really throw stones, can I? Because I overdid it for many years myself. For those of you just listening, you do a nice black layer of uh, eye makeup. And then you do the lips super black or red. And then white. Pale, pale, pale. Pale, pale, pale. Looks good. I like it. I still would do it. I would still freaking do it. damn. So, but I mean, this is the interesting thing, though, is that I feel like you know, the girl that we saw previously is doing it to try and attract like a significant other or just sure. trying to feel good about themselves. Sure. But I feel like goth makeup is a completely different lane, completely different oh. league. Oh, it was don't look at me. I hate my, I don't even want to talk to you. It's it's more like cosplay, I want to say, unfortunately. like. To, but to look like what? Like a dead body? Oh, no. You want to be a vampire. I wanted uh... to be. No, dude. I thought I was Susie Sue. Like I wanted to be undead i wanted to be a, if somebody would have offered to make me a vampire i would have been like yeah dude 100 percent. look at how dope that is because you feel like a superhero you're just being a character it's basically just it's theatrical i love it oh, i still love her look at that bad bitch there you go Susie sue shit looks dope oh i love it this bitch was way ahead of her time she doesn't get any kind of cred for for being as fly as she was. So she's the godmother of uh, of goth of mm-hmm. the goth scene. Oh yeah. So back in the day, like punk, she was like fifteen years old, and she started a punk band back when it was cool in London or whatever. And uh, yeah, she started Susie and the Banshees when she was a teenager, and she basically founded like new wave punk whatever goth. She's one of the the founding bands. Yeah, she's dope. Here you go. Shout out to Susie Sue. Anyways. All right. Let's do some mom hacks. I don't think Susie Sue became a mom. But she's my mother. My, my She's a mother to me. <laughs> All right. Do we have voicemail? Uh, no, th- these are uh, these are emails and we have some pictures accompanying some of these. Oh, emails. bitchin'. All right. Let's do a dude. Oh, this one I got this morning. I really like this one. Here's a great mom hack. Making kids take medicine. My son is four and is a real struggle to get him to take medicine when he's sick. It doesn't matter what color or flavor he always refuses until I found this mom hack. Put sprinkles on it. This is brilliant. You're right. Kids will eat anything with sprinkles and she's got, it's you just put like a colored sprinkles on the liquid medicine and they love it. Now what I did when um, my kids had to take like liquid penicillin, amoxicillin, whatever, is I would say, who wants some candy? And I would lie and be like, look how yummy candy this is. And then I gave it to Ellis one time. He's like, that doesn't taste like candy. I'm like, no, it's so good. Does that still work or have you have to like evolve? Yeah. Candy. Who wants their candy? I want the candy. And then they get competitive over who gets to have their candy. So what's going to happen? Like, uh, because I mean, Ellis is going to get to an age where he's going to be like, that shit don't work on me no more, mommy. Um, I put honey in it. Just a spoonful of honey helps the medicine go down. Remember that song? Mm. Mary Poppins. Mm. Truth. Truth. Just add sugar. sugar. Yeah. Right. Honey's right. better though. More natural. Yeah. Just a spoonful. Or maybe like mix it into some cereal or something. Sure. My dad tried to trick me one time. He mashed up 
my penicillin in ice cream, but he did it when I was in the bathtub. So by the time I came out, it was all melted. And he's like, eat the ice cream, eat it, it's good. And I tasted the powder, like I tasted the penicillin. I'm like, dad, this is medicine. I know what you're doing. He's like, shut up, eat it, it's good. It's the ice cream. I'm like, mm. okay. Shampoo mom hack. You said your little guy likes to pour all the shampoo out. I have a great idea. Get travel size shampoo bottles and leave them in the tub. That way, if he poots out all the shampoo, it's only a travel size one. Excellent suggestion. I like that one a lot because they can't do much damage if it's small. Good. I'm a new mom of a nine-month-old little girl. Not sure if it's a mom hack, but to help my little one sleep through the night, I use some oat cereal in her nighttime. Baba, yes, I've heard this trick. Two tablespoons in her nine-ounce bottle. It keeps her full until the morning, eliminating the need for a midnight feed. I've been doing this since she was four months, and she has been sleeping 12 hours or more at night. Attached, I'll attach a picture of what I use. Again, I'm a first-time mom. Not sure if this is a mom hack or just common sense. Lots of love, Carolyn. Yes, I've heard this trick before. You can put a little bit of cereal in your child's night bottle, and then it'll prevent them from waking up. You can also do a dream feed which is what I did with my children. I also gave my kids formula at night. Even when I was breastfeeding during the days, I would give them breast milk all day. And then starting, um, when did I do it? Maybe like a couple of months to three months in, I would give formula at night just so that they could get a full night's sleep. I would do a dream feed, which means you put the baby down at like six or seven the normal time, and then you would wake them up. Not wake them up, but you essentially get them out of the crib shove a bottle in their mouth and they'll just drink at 11 p.m. around that hour and then they'll sleep through the night as well. So those are two options. But ask your pediatrician first before you can give cereal because I know there's an age, uh, I don't know, there's a certain age you can start doing this trick. I have heard it. I haven't done it myself, but ask your pediatrician first, of course, Lee. ladies. Okay, those are my hacks. Let's do a couple fails. Now it's time for a round of mom, mom fails. Mm, these are always good. So uh, this first one, uh, we'll start with the video. It's from Jessica. Oh. Um, so what she, uh, just a little setup for this. Um, whenever her kid, if I remember correctly, the email, whenever her kid would say something that, you know, like a mean, like a mean word or something, uh, Jessica would put her hand over her heart and be like, oh, that hurts mommy's feelings. <laughs> And so what happened with the kid is that, you know, they thought that when they put the hand over the heart, that the feelings aren't feelings in the heart. It's what you call your chest. Oh. So that's the context you need for this one. Oh, that's great. Bryn, what are these that mom has? Yes. What are they? Um, the PJs. No, not my PJs. You said I had big what? Big feelings. Big feelings? <laughs> Oh, is that what those are? Okay, thanks for the clarification. Because <laughs> so you're my feelings. Yeah, a big set of feelings on that one. <laughs> so she thinks her mom's boobs are feelings. She calls them feelings. Her mom always touches her chest when she says that. That's so funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I got big feelings too, kid. Big mom slop feelings. All right, let's do another feel. Oh, I had I had a mom feel yesterday. Don't tell Tom. Oh, my God. I didn't even tell him. <laughs> So Tom and I were working yesterday recording your mom's house and I forgot to tell our nanny to go get our son Ellis at school. <laughs> so around 12, he gets picked up at 12.15, like 12.30. She's like, um, did you get Ellis from school? I'm like, oh shit, no. I felt bad. I've never forgotten my kid. That was the first time. So I felt horrible. 
All right, let's do a mom fails. Let's do a voicemail. All right, yeah, we have one voicemail, and then I think the rest emails. Great. Hi, Christina. I'm a mommy here in Nebraska. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mommy, and I have a five-year-old and a seven-month-old son. Um, I was calling because my five-year-old will not wipe his own butt after going poop. Mm. And he tells me that he does this because, or that he won't do this because he's afraid of getting poop on his hands. And I was wondering if you had any advice as to how I could get him over this fear and wipe his own butt because I'm tired of being summoned to the bathroom every time that he goes poop. Mm. Thanks. Keep him high and tight. That's a tricky one, right? That's a tricky one. Mm -hmm. Why is it so tricky? (laughs) Well, I mean, here's where you could really start a nice little OCD problem. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's tricky because, okay, so the fear is he doesn't want to get poo-poo on his hands, right? That's the reasoning. Right. So, fudge. I mean, look, here's what here's what I think with all these problems with kids. He's not going to be 40 years old and unable to wipe his butt. So everything passes eventually. Um, <laughs> I would say, like, my initial thought was, like, great, give him a pair of latex gloves and show them that if it gets poo on the gloves, it's fine. But then you're going to start a weird thing about that, you know? Then he's going to start to need gloves then he will be 40 and using latex gloves to wipe it so fat. I would say do it with him. Say, okay, what's the fear? You're going to get poopoo on your hands? I go, oh, I get poopoo on my hands all the time. It's not a big deal. It's not? No. Watch. See how I wash my hands? That gets the poopoo off your hands. Oh, um, why don't we wipe together? Why don't I help you wipe together and I'll show you how to wipe so you don't get the poopoo on your hands? Because it's something happened. My thinking is something has happened in the past where he probably got poopoo on his hands and he didn't like it. And now he's afraid or some kind of an aversion or somebody said something or some, someone's got a phobia that they're passing down. That's usually where kids get these ideas is like mom, mom or dad is weirded out about poop on their hands and then the kid picks up on that. Um, I would do it wipe with him a few more times like he holds the tissue but maybe you guide so you guys do it together great you want to do it together great and then eventually do you think you can do it on your own and once he sees you do it together maybe and he sees that even if there is poop on your hands I would even get some poop on my hands and go oh look no big deal let's go wash it up poop gone show him it's not a big deal and then I think that's the remedy. That's always kind of what I do with fears. My kid had a real fear of. Um, I think that's a great move. You think so? Like doing it together, maybe. Like I think like, it's poop it, on my hand. I no think it's deal. showing that the soap gets the poo poo completely off. Yeah. I think that's that's the thing that they're gonna like take back from that. Just like, oh sure, I get poop on my hands, but this is how I get rid of the poop. Yeah, no biggie. And and I would like come up with like, oh, you want to wash your hands? Wash for 10 whole seconds. One, two. So make it like a thing so right. that if it does happen, there's a remedy. You wash for 10 seconds or right. whatever. The heck yeah, you got a problem. Here's a solution. Yeah, yeah. Because like Ellis had a real fear of um, automatic toilets that would flush because one time we were at the mall and it just freaked him out and he wouldn't go in public for the longest time. <laughs> And then one day he was like, all right, I'm ready to go pee in public. And we tried to get him so many times. It was horrible. And one day he was like, all right, I think I'm over this. And he just got over it. Now he's fine. So they do get over these things, these weird things. Again, one time I saw this kid at the playground and the dad goes, this boy was like two. And he's like, oh, he's afraid of sand. 
he doesn't like sand on his feet. And I'm like, there's no way that kid is, I think you're afraid of sand. Like somebody made him afraid of sand. I've never heard that unless, you know, unless he's like got a weird tactile, you know, spectrum ish. I don't, I freaking don't know. But any hoodles, a lot of that stuff we pass on inadvertently, I think they see you, they watch you. And then they pick up on, oh, that's a bad thing. And the next thing you know, ay vey, they're doing it. Any hoodles. Guys, thank you so much for uh, uh, sending in your things. Email me, wheremymomsat at gmail.com. Leave me a voicemail, 213-375-5184. Send me videos. I love your videos. Let me know your hacks, your fails, what you're grappling with right now. What's the hardest part that you're dealing with um, about being a parent? your fears, your anxieties. Also, how messed up are we as a, as a staff? Let me know on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most messed up. You've been listening for a while now. Um, who's the most messed up staffer? Ooh, that's exciting. Let's take, let's do oh, that. Boy. Who's the most messed up person in the YMH world? Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, sure. Yep. Okay, let's do that. And let's include so here's your list you've got tom myself any you've got chris you've got uh zolo in the booth well we haven't really talked much to him on ymh because he's usually logging we've got nadav who am i forgetting potter, oh, potter. Yeah. and let's add bert chrysler he's in the family <laughs> and dr drew there's quite a lot of people yeah i want you to rank us according to how messed up you think we are who's the most messed up and why i love to hear your uh, responses to that and also nadav let's do a call-in show can we set that up for next time that would be fun or yeah soon. sure yeah and we'll I'll figure out uh we'll figure out uh what date we want that to be and then i'll make sure that we have enough people here to get that done that would be exciting and i can take your calls live and we can talk back and forth coming up very shortly all right thank you for listening and until next time stay cool mom my mom's my mom's my mom's